Yeah, two things. First of, all, first of all, I'm really sorry for my quirky English. Okay, I hope you understand me. Is it okay? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> and second, um, I heard that I, I have a really strong German accent, okay? <laughs> I hope you can work with that as well. Okay, let me, let me, let me start with, uh, with a question. Um, do you know how, how it is um, to remember something that in retrospective, like when you're looking back to the situation, uh, suddenly it looks so different than it was in the situation when you were in it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So um, why I'm asking that is because like uh, a few years ago, I, I have been in London with, with, with a friend of mine. And uh, yeah, we met there, had a good time there. We, we met some other friends. We went out for dinner. And then um, we went back to the hotel. And um, at night, I went, I went to bed. And in the midst of the night, I woke up because I, I felt like um, a little bit funny. You know, I, I didn't feel sick or something like, like that. I, I felt like something is not in order. So I touched my face and it felt like really numb. So I couldn't, I couldn't like feel it anymore. So I woke up, I went, I went straight to the bathroom and um, I checked the mirror and I was shocked about what, what, what I saw. You have to imagine that my, my face, uh, my face, it looks, looked like um, someone gave me like many Botox injections. So it was like, it was like really swollen, you know, and uh, my, my eyelids were like, were like uh, hanging in the midst of, of my eyes. And um, uh, I was like, man, what's going on? Also, my, my, my lips were like really plump. Like even Angelina Jolie couldn't keep up with me, okay? So now I'm like, man, what's going on, you know? And I, I, I was like, did I eat something wrong or did something sting me or something like that? So uh, I was like, okay, come on, let's, let's wait an hour and uh, check again after an hour. So after an hour, I checked again and it was, it was quite, quite the same. So I, I checked for a hospital, uh, like I Googled a hospital next to the, to the, to the hotel and um, I found one, it was not far away. Uh, just a few minutes and I was like, okay, maybe before I'm, I'm, I'm going to this hospital, I should wake up my friend and tell him um, that something is not in order. So the problem was that I couldn't talk properly. Like my, my face was like, like this, you know, and I was like, Andy. And he woke up and he was shocked. He was like, what's going on with you, brother? And I was like, I, I don't know, so, something is bad, you know, I, I, I cannot help myself, you know. And he was like, yeah, you should go to a hospital. I was like, yeah, I want to go. He asked me to, to, to come with me, and I was like, no, no, I don't think that someone will mess with me when I look like that. So I, I started to go to the hospital, and I went directly to the, to the office of the, of the doctor. So I came in, and you have to imagine that he was sitting at his desktop. He didn't even look at me. He was sitting there. He was writing something on his, on his PC. I came in, I sat down, and he was like, how can I help you? So I was like, okay, look at me, you know? <laughs> so he looked at me, and he started full-on laughing. And I was like, serious, bro? And he was like, I'm sorry, mate. And I was like, okay, I also want to laugh, but I cannot, you know? So he gave me some medications and, and put me like in a waiting room for observations, you know? Um, do you want to see how I, what I look like? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet you will. But uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I can show you uh, what I look like like a few hours before that incident, okay? We have a picture here. Okay, here, everything was all right. Um, so <laughs> I can show you the other picture too, but... Um, you have to imagine that at this point, I, I got 
I already got this medication like for, for two hours or something like that. So um, it's not so bad like it was at the beginning, okay? But you will see in which direction it will, it will go, okay? Um, we can, are you excited about it? Yeah. Yeah, are you ready? <laughs> okay, we, we will make it like that. Um, I'm counting to three <laughs> and then uh, you will see the picture. Uh, you, maybe you can help me, okay? Can we count together? Yeah, okay. One. No, wait a second. One. <laughs> I'm just kidding. One, two, three. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's okay. You can. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, I'm honest with you, in this moment, I didn't feel good at, at all. You know, I was like, man, what's going on? God. Why did you forsake me, you know? Um, did I transform or something like that, you know? And, you know, I, I was like, what's, what's going on, you know? So after, like, I would say, like, after a year or something like that, I found out, found out that I'm, like, allergic against the medication which I took before I, I went to, to London. But, but to be honest, in this, in this moment, you know, I, I, I felt bad, you know? So now I, I can show you this picture and I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, it, it's not so bad to me anymore. But in this moment, in the midst of this moment, I was not amused at all. You know, you know why, why, why I'm telling this is because of that, because I think that in many occasions our life works like, like that. You and I, we can, we, can, we can find ourselves really quick in situations which like feels like it's, it's a raging storm, it's like a battle, it feels like God let us out on, on open waters and he isolated us and, and we feel so alone. Everything within us is crying out and it's like, God, bring me out of that. And, and we feel all these anxieties and, and fears and sorrows and all the thoughts about what if, this or that. Um, but after a while, after, after a day, maybe a week, maybe some, some weeks, maybe a month or something like that, we are looking back and we are like, ah, okay, it, it, it wasn't so bad. But when we were... In midst of the situation, oh, we were like, okay, that's the end. Okay, the, uh, I'm drowning out here. And I think you and I, um, we, we, we are coming, in many places we are coming in, in, in positions where we are like, God, um, are you still there? Because all our circumstances, they, they try to, to, um, to steal our sight of everything what God wants to do in our lives. You know, and, and we, we are in the midst of battles and we, fight, we find ourselves in the midst of battles and we think God, God is not with us anymore, but he is in the, in the midst of the storm. You know, he, he, he never forsakes us. You know, in, in the midst of this situation which feels like, 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 like fire, which feels like, like drowning, which feels, which feels like, okay, that's the end. It's the biggest fight of, of our lives. Maybe we, we would have like the, the clearest, like the most distinct, the most unclouded view of who God wants to be in our lives. You know, and I think in, in many occasions we, we should ask um, ourselves if maybe, we, we have to ask ourselves if, if God um, really wants to be God in our lives and we want to let him to be God in our lives. What if, what if God didn't bring us out on open waters to to, to harm us or because he's against us, because he has a problem with us. What if, what if God brought us out on, on open waters because he, excel, he knows that our fears, our anxieties, like our sorrows, they cannot sink in, they cannot perish on dry, on solid ground, but they will perish and they will sink in on open waters. So, and you and I, we find ourselves like in situations where we are kneeling down in front of God and we are like, God, bring me out of that. 
and we think God, is, God, God has forsaken us. But the thing is like we, we are diving in deeper in a relationship with him. We are diving in deeper in, in his presence. We, we can dive in deeper into his truth, into his grace, into his, into his love for us. And we are not diving in deeper to die, but we are diving in deeper to breathe for the very first time in our lives. What do I mean with that? You know, uh, a few weeks ago, I was sitting together with some of my friends, and, and we were talking about like the, the last two to two and a half years and everything what happened. And um, maybe I can, I can just name a few things, what happened in the last two to two and a half years, um, except of COVID and except of the lockdowns. Because I think like the last two years, it, it changed our lives like, like forever. It changed our view of the world, our view of our own lives like forever. Okay, just, just let me name them, okay? Without saying if it's positive or negative, I just want to name them, okay? Do you remember like the election in the US? Do you remember the, the storming of the Capitol? Maybe you heard something about the elections, the elections in Germany. And except of this, like um, the explosion in, in the Lebanon 2020, where so many people died. Or maybe like you remember um, the murder of George, George Floyd and everything what came out of that, like the Black Lives Matter movement. Or like the, the, the Taliban moving in back into to Afghanistan. Maybe you remember like the, the Middle East war and like open anti-Semitism on on the streets worldwide, where you and I, where we are like, where we are like man, we thought something like that will never have happen again, you know? Maybe you heard something about the floods in, in Germany. And I, I know that you also had floods here and people like, like they lost their homes and they lost their, their relatives and they lost their lives. And in midst of all of this, like right now, we, we hear about like inflation and gas prices. And, but right now we, we are in midst of a, of a European war and people are dying. So, and to be honest, I just, I just named a few things. To be honest, sometimes it feels like our lives before 2020 was so easy, or? It feels like we had no problems before 2020, or? And I know it's a lie. It, it's not true. It's not true at all. But it feels like our lives before 2020 it was like, like easy peasy. Like it was so easy. And right now, it feels like we are in a dark and a never ending hopeless, hopeless movie. And we are not getting out of it. But you know what? And that's what you and I have to understand. And that's what helped me a lot to understand that, listen to me carefully, hope has absolutely nothing to do with emotions and feelings. Hope has absolutely nothing to do with emotions and feelings and has absolutely everything to do with focus and perspective. And let, let, let me go a step further. Hope has nothing to do, was never intended to be defined by what we have or what we not have, maybe freedom or something like that. But it was always intended to be defined by a person and it's not just a person. In my opinion, it's the most breathtaking, the, most great person on this planet and it's God himself, it's Jesus Christ from Nazareth. And if you believe this, please give me a big Pentecostal amen. amen. Because we have to put our faith and our hope in a person, not in a thing. Huh? So, and hold this in mind, okay? Just hold this in mind. 
Some of the greatest things God did on this planet found their, their starting point, um, I would say, in the darkest hours of this planet. And if you don't believe me, just take a look to the Garden of Gethsemane where, 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 where Jesus was kneeling down in front of God the Father and he, he was sweating blood because he knew what's coming up. Because he knew that, that he will bear the cross and he will bear our sickness and, and our sin. Okay, maybe you're sitting here and you're like, okay, but we cannot compare our lives to the life of Jesus. Okay, fair enough. Let's take a look to Paul. Paul was sitting in, in, in a prison and he wrote, he, he wrote this lines to the Philippians. Okay, I just want to, re, uh, to read it real quick. It's in Philippians 3.13. I have not reached the goal yet, but I focus on this one thing. I forget what is behind me and I push hard towards what is ahead of, of me. You know what he did? In the midst of this cell, uh, he was like, man, this cell is not defining my, my, um, my, my purpose. It's, it's, it's not defining my, my, my call. It's, it's, it's not defining my, my um, identity. The, the, this cell says absolutely nothing about my destination and about my destiny and about what God said about my life. And then let's go a step further um, and, and let's read uh, phrase 14 and 20. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. And the church says, Amen. Okay, so what Paul understood was like, man, my life is, is defined by everything what, what the heaven, what eternity says about me, not what this cell or this people or whatever this world can say about me. And, and I, I really don't know what, how, how your life looked like to now or how, how your past looked like. Or maybe you, you are at a point where you, are, where you are like, man, Antonio, you know what? I went to hell on earth. Don't get me wrong, and I don't want to insult your intelligence, but, but just think about this, this one, one thing. Everything... Absolutely everything will fade in comparison to what God prepared for your and my future, for your and my eternity. And even in the midst of storms and in the midst of everything what we don't understand, we know that we can put our hope and our trust and our faith and our focus on the God who designed us, who created us. Because you know what, like you and I, we, we will find each other like in, in situations where, where people will reject us. I mean, we, we, will, we will find ourselves in situations uh, which feels like um, injustice, okay? So, and, and you know what, like Paul talked about it and Jesus said it as well. He was like, uh, I was rejected, be sure about it. For sure you will be rejected as well. And, and you and I, we will find ourselves in situations where people will hate us. And where people, uh, they will hate us maybe or will reject us because of our, because of our um, uh, jobs and careers and, and maybe because of our relationships and um, all the possibilities we have. And to be honest, rejection and in injustice sucks. Okay, no one of us wakes up in the morning and is like, oh, I really love to be rejected. Oh, I really love that everyone is ignoring me. I, I really love that every one of you are invited to this one party where I'm not invited so that I can read a book for myself. Okay, no, no one thinks like that, okay? But you and I, we have to understand, and I think that's so important, that God's, listen to me, God's plan will come to full fruition. God's calling 
Okay, God's purpose for your life will come to full fruition in your life in midst of all the circumstances, in midst, in midst of rejection, in midst of injustice. You know why? Because God's plan is not defined by everything what people will do to cause you to lose. But it, it's always defined by everything what Jesus did on the cross so that you and I can go through these lives as winners, as victors. And if you believe this, please say amen. amen. So you and I, to be honest, you and I, we, we, we find ourselves like in situations where we, from our perspective, from, from our point of view, maybe in retrospective, we are looking to, into our lives and we are like, yeah, okay, my life is marked by so many like mistakes and and shame and, and I don't know, uh, moments of like, of, of failure or whatever, you know. But, but just think about it. Maybe some of your and my plans and dreams and wishes had to die so that God's plan can come to full fruition in our lives. So when we find ourselves on our knees and we are like crying out and we are like, God, bring me out of that. Hey, let's dive in deeper in, in, in who he wants to be in our lives. Let's dive in deeper, not in our hurtings and in everything what we even cannot change anymore. Let, let, let's not dive in, in deeper in all our mistakes, but we want to dive in deeper in, in all the moments where we can remember, God, you brought me out of that. God, you changed my life. God, you transformed my future forever. Because you and I, maybe we are like, um, maybe you say, okay, my life's been like, um, my life's be like, do you remember the song? My life's be like, ooh. <laughs> um, maybe you say, okay, my life's be like, um, I feel like, like, like a bug or something like that, which is about to be squashed or something like that, you know? But you know what? What we can do every morning, what we can do every day, we can watch, we can look into, into the Bible, into the Word of God, and, and we can be encouraged by all the stories of people who went their lives with God, you know, who, who knew in midst of catastrophic circumstances that God, that he's there. Uh, I remember like the story of Habakkuk. Okay, you, you, have, you have to imagine Habakkuk, he, he was like imprisoned um, by his circumstances. Um, and, and, and his circumstances were like catastrophic. Like, like um, and it, it should get more worse because the Babylonians, they, 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 they wanted to kill him and all his people. But you know what, he was like, I put my hope and my trust and, trust and my faith, I, I put it in, into, into the living God. I remember all the good things God did in my, in my life. And then let's take a look in what he said in Habakkuk 3, 18 to 19. He said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to walk on the highest, on the highest places. You know what he's doing? Um, in the midst of, of all the circumstances, he, 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 he is not like, okay, uh, all the circumstances are defining my, my focus, but he's putting his focus on a person. So what he's doing is he's embracing all his circumstances. Like, like, he did it because he knew that he's changing the relevance which is, the circumstances would have on his, lives, on his life. So what is he doing? So he, he, is, he is putting his focus on God. Okay, let, let me read it again. Okay, real quick. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. 
He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. Okay, who's talking about a deer in the midst of a fight? In the midst of a battle? What did he understand? To embrace his circumstances. And you know what? It's an interesting side, side point. His, his, his name means fight. Habakkuk means fight. It means wrestle. It means embracing. And to be honest, like, um, the difference between embracing and wrestling is sometimes not really apparent. Let me, let me, let me, let me uh, explain what I mean. Um, last year, um, my son and I, we did something, he's nine years old, we did something like a race, okay? And we were running, and during, during the running, we tangled each other to each other. I don't know how, how it happened, okay? So, and he fell down, and I was behind him, so I fell on him. And he hit his face twice against the concrete ground. And like I tell you, everywhere was blood, you know, on, on, the, on the ground and also on his face. And he was screaming, you know, and, and I tried to help him. But when I tried to help him, I saw that I dislocated my, my thumb. So I, I tried to put it back and I, I torn all my tendons. Yeah, it was crazy. So, um, and I, 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 tried to, I tried to help him. And he was, he, was, he was crying and he was full of dirt and I tried to check his face, you know, because I, I was like, man, I, I don't know if I, I broke his nose or I, I, I broke his chin or something like that or, or I knocked out some teeth or something like that. I had to, to check his face, but he was all over with blood, you know, and, and, and mud and everything. So I tried to check him. I tried to help him, but at the same time I had to hold him tight and I had, I had to, to embrace him. So at one, at one point he said to me, Dad, something like that. Dad, it hurts so much. Dad, why are you hurting me? And it broke my heart. But I knew if I don't do it right right now, maybe he will, he will have long-term damages. So I tried at the same time to, to hold him tight. I tried to help him. I tried to, to, to embrace him. After that, I was sitting in, in the hospital and I was like, man, Sometimes it, it feels like it's the same with God. Okay, God is holding us tight. And, and, and maybe he's embracing us and he, he, he tries to heal us, but it, it can feel so stiff and restrictive. And, and we, we think God is against us. And we think we are in the midst of a fight. But, but, but what if he's not fighting against us? What if he's embracing us because he's our father? And I think at so many, in so many moments, we, we have to rethink um, the battles we have. Because to be honest, like um, just because we are Christians, it, it doesn't mean that we won't have problems anymore. I wish it would be like that, but it's not. And you know it. So the, the thing is, in midst of our problems, in midst of our fights, of our battles, you and I, we can make a choice. You and I, we can, we can make a statement. And we can say, you know what, God, I, I believe in you. I trust in you. I put my hope in you. And I will never forget where you brought me out of. Okay, maybe I'm not there where I want to be right now, but come on, church. It's so good that I'm not there anymore where, where you found me. Because he's working on us. Oh, and these are, these are the points where, where, where we say, okay, I don't know what will happen next, but, but I, I get an understanding from you. I get an understanding where you want to lead me to. You know, that's what Paul said. Paul said in Philippians 3, 16, he said, um, nevertheless, we must hold on 
Come on, repeat, please. Hold on, okay? Nevertheless, we must hold on to the path we have identified as the right one. So even in the midst of a, of a raging storm, we want to hold on on everything who God is. And maybe you and I, we don't see um, a change in, in a visible way in our, in our situations, but, but we, we will feel it in our heart that God started a process. That what you and I need is, is hope, because hope, you know what? Hope is like fuel, like, 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 it's like power. It's, it's, it's a power to overcome all the situations we have. You know, it's, it's a power for our heart. That's what, you know, there's no other person on this planet who painted this picture more exactly than Jesus. He was kneeling down in the Garden of Gethsemane in front of God the Father, and he knew that he will be separated by God the Father. And you and I, we can ask ourselves, we can ask ourselves, man, Jesus, to be honest, like, why did you endure that? You are God. You also could just have come down from, from the cross and, and kill everyone. That's what you and I would do, huh? Okay, wh wh why did he endure all of that? Okay, let, let's take a look to Hebrews 12, 2 to 3. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. He paid no attention to the shame of the cross. He suffered there because of the joy he was looking forward to. Now he is seated, come on church, now he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So you and I, we are his reason. You and I, we are his joy. Just hold this in mind, okay, that, that God, he loved you so much and he, he is so in love with you that he like literally, okay, he went to hell on earth because he, he couldn't imagine heaven without you and I. He wanted to have you and I close by him. So that's what we need is this joy. Come on, church. That's what we need is this joy. We need it for every day to get out of, of like the valley of death, but also to stay out of it. So you and I, we have to ask ourselves, where do I put my perspective on? Is it to get out of, of, of this pandemic? I know you, you in Switzerland, you are out of that. We in Germany, we don't know yet. So I heard not, not, uh, now something, something about this with the monkeypox or something like that. I, know, I don't know what's coming up, but, but where do I put my perspective on? Is it not everything what the news wants to tell me? Is it, is it like this new job? Is it my career? Is it, is it my, 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 my relationship? Is it, I, I don't know what. Is it, is it my kids, my vacation? Don't get me wrong, all of these things are awesome. But these things will help me to get through a day or through a week or through a month. But only to put my hope on Jesus will help me to get through my life. So you and I, we have to, to make a decision on a, on a daily basis. Okay, to say, I, I know all these things are good, but they won't add a day to my life. Only God can add a day to my life. And he doesn't want to add just a day. He wants to add an eternity to my life. So, so I, I'm, I'm making a decision day by day. I have to make it. Because in midst of all the circumstances, we find ourselves in it. We, 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 sometimes we are so deep in all these fights that we don't see our destiny. We, we forget what God told us. You know, let, let, let me make it clear real quick with, with, with a poem, okay? Uh, I didn't write this poem. 
and just extend it, okay? okay? Just, just because our, our situations, our circumstances can look like this poem um, uh, so often like, like that. Okay, come on, let, let, let me read it. God doesn't love me. You, can, you can't make me believe God is good. God is for me. God loves me. God has a plan for me. He gave his life for me. The only truth in my life is this world is what I make of it. How could I believe God wants to use my life? I know for sure God has abandoned me. Never will I say again Christ rose from the dead. Today I know more than ever man can save himself. We must admit to ourselves that it is ignorant to believe. God answers prayer. Christians believe without God, this world will fall apart. Just wait. You will see. This world can meet my needs. It is a lie to believe. God has always been there for me. I must understand no matter what I do, the truth remains. He doesn't love me. How could I think God is good? So I know what you think. You think we shouldn't invite this guy again. But you know what? Like in so many, in so many places, we find ourselves in situations like that and we are like, man, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know where I am in right now. I don't know. God, have you forsaken me? But then with a little bit of patience and a little bit of perspective and a little bit of time, we are looking back and in retrospective, we will see that God was with us in the midst of the storm. Let me show you what I mean. I want to read this poem again, but now I want to read it from the, from the bottom, from, from the bottom to, to the beginning. And if you want to join me at one point, then just do it. God is good. How could I think he doesn't love me? The truth remains, no matter what I do, I must understand God has always been there for me. It is a lie to believe, just wait, you will see, this world can meet my needs. Without God, this world will fall apart. Christians believe God answers prayer. We must admit to ourselves that it is ignorant to believe. Man can save himself. Today I know more than ever, Christ rose from the dead. Come on, church. Christ rose. Never will I say again, God has abandoned me. I know for sure God wants to use my life. How could I believe this world is what I make of it? The only truth in my life is God is good. God is for me. God loves me. God has a plan for me. He gave his life for me. You can't make me believe God doesn't love me. Even in the midst of, of raging storms where everything around us may feel like, like, like it's numb and it's, it's dead and it's hopeless. Please remember, even if you and I, we ruined our lives, God is so good. He is a pro to bring dead things back to life. And even if I don't know what, what already happened in your life, and maybe you say, okay, man, it was the hell on earth and everything. Please, what you and I can do, we find ourselves on our knees in front of God and we are diving in deeper into His mercy. We are diving in deeper into His grace. We are diving in deeper into His love. We are diving in deeper into His presence. We are diving in, in deeper into His truth and in everything what He wants to give us. 
So maybe you and I, we find ourselves like in situations where we are like, man, I, I don't know what, what, why all of this is happening. But, but please remember where God brought you out of. Please remember that he, you, he rescued you because He loves you. And that is faith. Hebrews 11.1 says about faith. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So, so you and I, we need, we need a new perspective. You and I, we need a perspective which is defined by, by, by eternity and what eternity says about us. And even if you are sitting here and you are like, you know what, Antonio, it, it, is, it is so tough. Life is tough. Life is so difficult. I want to tell you, life is not difficult. It's impossible. But you know what? The good news are that, that God is so good and impossible. He's making impossible things. He's making it possible. So even when he's working with people where you and I would say, man, this, this guy is a joke. You know what? God loves people and God is working with people not because of their past, but because of everything what he can make out of it. Because he, like, like he defines our identity. And, and let, me, let me come to an end. I'm, I'm landing the plane, I promise. In John 3, Nicodemus met, met Jesus and, and they were talking. And Jesus said to him, you know what, Nicodemus, no one can come to heaven when he's not, when he's not born again. And Nicodemus was like, oh, what does it mean okay, to be born again? Do I have to get back into the womb of my mom? Or what, what's going on? So and Nicodemus, uh, Jesus was like, Nicodemus, listen to me. Human beings are producing human life. But only the Spirit of God can bring new life from heaven, new life from God. So what you and I need is new life from heaven, new life from God. It doesn't matter what you achieved. It doesn't matter where you have been successful or not. You and I have to be born again. So, and these are the moments where we find ourselves like in situations and, and we, we don't have like, always say, I, I don't see the change. I don't see the restoration I want to see. You know what? God, God is working on you. And it's so good that you are here today. And even if you say, yeah, I, I didn't know if I want to come to church or whatever. You know what? Like God, God is working right now on you. He's working in the midst of your week on you and on your heart. So you and I, we can, we can make a statement and, this, and decision that even in all the situations where we are like, I don't understand why this is happening. You know what? When we are putting our hope into God, in, in Jesus' hands, Jesus can do all the things you and I cannot do. Even if and precisely because God will never change. So let me close with Habakkuk 3.80. And just take this hey, for your week, okay? Yet I will rejoice. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation no matter what. No matter what. Amen. Amen. Hey, please, um, just for a moment, maybe you can, you can close your eyes and bow your, your heads down just in terms of privacy. Um, maybe you are here today or you're watching online and you are like, you know what, Antonio, I, I don't know this God, but I want to get to know him. Um, I didn't know that he has a plan for me. I didn't know that he loves me, but, but, but I, want, I want to have this relationship with him. Uh, maybe, maybe you are here for the first time. Maybe you are here for a year. I don't know. Uh, maybe you have been in church like forever. 
And you are like, yeah, at one point, I don't know, life happened. And my, my relationship to God, it, it just like, it, 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 it felt like it's finished. So I want to tell you that, that God is closer to you than, you than you believe and than you think. And he's here right now. And he's working on your heart. So I, I want to do it like that. Um, I will count to three and um, doing everyone is, is bowing his heads and, and close their eyes. When, when I got to three um, and you want to have a relationship with this Jesus, with this guy, and it's not about religion or something like that. If, if, if you want to have a relationship to him, so I ask you, um, when I'm at three, that you will raise your hand that I know with whom I will pray. Okay. One, God loves you so much. Two, he's closer to you than you think. Three, he has a wonderful plan for your life. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, you can, you can put down your hands. Um, you can open your eyes. We want to do it like that here um, and, in, and online. Uh, I want to pray uh, a prayer and um, just repeat after me, okay? And again, it's not about, about religion. It's about a heart-to-heart -heart relationship with God. We are communicating with our, with our lips and our tongue um, what happened in our heart, okay? Okay, just repeat after me. Jesus, come on loud and proud. Jesus, I give you my life and everything what I am. Please forgive me where I was running away from you. Please forgive me my mistakes. I'm coming back to you. And I believe that you gave your life for me. That you raised back to life on the third day. And that now you are sitting at the right hand of the Father. Please be my God, my King, my number one. And everyone says, Amen, Amen. Come on, let's give God a big applause. Come on. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye